Welcome to Running Deep. This is a podcast of Candeo Church. My name is Christine Hannon, and I work on the community ministry team at Candeo, and I am joined today by two super awesome guests. I am privileged to be in studio today with Bailey Kestel and my son, Mick Hannon. Bailey, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? My parents are Nicole and Paul Kestel, and at Kandeo, I often serve in the kids, in tots. Awesome. And how old are you, Bailey? I am 14 years old. Excellent. Where do you go to school? Hoover Middle School. Nice. How about you, Mick? My name is Mick. As previously mentioned, I am 16 years old. My parents are Adam and Christina Hannon. I do various things at Kandeo, such as the refresh team, sometimes in the cafe, sometimes helping with the beliefs ministry, and I am homeschooled. Excellent. So this is kind of a different mix-up of people on our Running Deep podcast, but I wanted to invite these two on this particular episode because we're going to be talking about parenting and in particular how to parent with the use of phones. This is something that has just been really, if I'm honest, it's kind of taking up the majority of the conversations that I've had in my parenting and also just with my friends who are also parents. How do we parent well? How do we use technology? How do we train our children to use their phones um, and give them freedom, but also restriction where necessary. And really, I think that the hope or the desire that we have as parents, if we're walking with the Lord, is really just coming out of Deuteronomy 6, where the Bible says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And the reality of our day and age is that all of those places for us, we have our phones with us. We are taking them as we're walking by the way. We're taking them into our house. And as we enter and exit from the gates, they're usually with us either in our hand, in our pocket, or in our purse, wherever it is. But the hope is really to use a phone well. Because a phone in and of itself is not good or bad. It can be a tool for either. And so how do we parent well with the use of phones? So I've asked these two, both Bailey and Mick, to come up with a list of five things that they think parents should know about teens and their phones. So Bailey, why don't you start us off? What are your five things that you think parents should know? Well, first of all, Teenagers don't just like use their phone to talk all night with their friends. I (laughs) use my phone to connect with people and make sure they're doing good. And I like to do my schoolwork and answer emails. And then I have my Bible app that I do my devotionals. I think that's really helpful for parents to know, too, that maybe you just need to have a conversation with your child. Like, what specifically are you actually doing on your phone because I might perceive that you're just texting your friends, but you could be doing a whole lot of homework or Bible reading or even in texting your friends doing a lot of encouraging Mm -hmm. of them. That's awesome. So maybe that's a, a tip for teens. If any of you teens are listening, when your parents say, what are you doing on your phone? The more specific you can be 
the better I think it is for your relationship, just so that we have a clear understanding. Because I know as a mom, I use my phone for everything. I mean, like I grocery shop, I work, I read my Bible, I read books, I work out. I mean, not on my phone, but I use it to stream a workout video. You know, like there's so many things that I use this device for. And so it's not that I'm just wasting my time, um, but that maybe how it comes across or how it looks because I'm just staring at a screen. But am I just staring at a screen? Yeah. So when I was little, I always thought when I saw my mom on her phone, she was on a game or doing something that as a little kid I thought would be fun to do on my phone. And sometimes that would make me upset at her because she was wasting, not actually, (laughs) but time on her phone instead of listening to what we wanted to say. But in reality, she was planning trips for us and doing her grocery shopping and all the things you said, Miss Hannon. Awesome. So yeah, be specific about what you're actually doing on your phone. So we know how Bailey is using her phone, but what, what are your other tips or what are your other things that you think parents should know? Personally, I know some friends of mine that don't have phones and sometimes without intentionally leaving them out. When we have group texts, sometimes they don't get the message and they can't hang out with us or it can be hard to encourage them if I don't see them on a daily basis because I end up texting my friends multiple times a week and just seeing how they're doing asking them what they've been reading on the Bible and many things like that. Sure. So having a phone or not having a phone can really make a big difference in somebody's social life. What age do you think most kids are getting phones? For me, I started seeing my friends get phones mainly in fifth grade, but I didn't have one then. And Part of me wanted to, and part of me was lucky that I didn't have to have that responsibility of not cracking it and not doing things that I shouldn't be doing on it. But I got a phone when I was heading into sixth grade because after school, I was watching my little brother for 30 minutes at most because my parents were still working, or I was going to hang out with my friends without my parents coming for the first time, and it was just very handy to be able to communicate them, pick up times, and plans change. Yeah, so there we go again. Phones can be a tool, and they're very useful, especially when kids are starting to learn those first steps of freedom where they're taking responsibility and they're out without their parents. It's a great tool to have with you. What else do you have in your list? Well, I wrote down a Bible verse because I was talking with my mother, And she was like, what do you think of when you see something on the internet that's not righteous or something you don't want to see? And I wrote down Proverbs 4.23, which says, guard your heart above all else, for it is a source of life. And so if I see a video on YouTube that has something that I don't want to look at, I'll click like, don't show this again or something like that and just try and keep it out of my life. And Sometimes parents will find ways to restrict their children on that, but also sometimes their children will have it in their hearts to do that themselves, and they know what they don't need for themselves, but it's also important to have their parents' support and their guidelines. 
That's really encouraging. I think that's the hope of every parent, that we would be raising kids who would be able to discern what is good from bad. So way to go. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those things with us, Bailey. That's really helpful. So now it's your turn, Mick. What are some things that you think every parent needs to know? Well, first off, there are a lot of helpful settings that you can put on your kid's phone just to make sure they're being safe and everything. Like Find My, for example. You want to know where your kid is? Is he on the way home? Did he hit a mailbox? (laughs) Is he still at work? Open Find My. Where is he? Do you wish that we used that more? I think so. Uh, Mainly just because, like a lot of the times... Me and my sister are driving somewhere, and my sister gets a text from my dad saying, Where are you? Get home. (laughs) And we're two minutes away from home, Dad. Is that what he sounds like when you text? Yes. (laughs) Awesome. What else is on your list? Second, when you're applying settings like that, like Find My or Screen Time or Limits or whatever, basically every setting you apply has a potential loophole. So if your kid really wanted to, they could get around it, which leads to my third point. It's the heart behind the actions, not the settings. Mm. If there are loopholes to everything, I could get around every setting you put on my phone, but I choose not to. Yeah. Kind of leading to the verses that you and Bailey shared. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And that's one thing that I found in parenting is I can't make rules fast enough or or big enough or broad enough. Like I I am not creative enough to come up with a rule for every single thing that could possibly go wrong when somebody has access to the entire internet and every app in the app store. But if we're having conversations about your heart and if I'm shepherding your heart, then hopefully I don't need to come up with an individual rule for each item. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yep. If your heart is good, your actions will go that way too. Mm-hmm. What else do you got? When doing something like screen time, for example, like screen time is good, but don't overdo it. Like a lot of the times, like I'll have screen time on my phone for when I'm doing homework and it really allows me to do to be a lot more productive than I would otherwise. But like there are also times when I'm on the bus after a basketball game and, oh, I have screen time. How do I tell my parents we're going to Casey's? Yeah, that's one thing that, I mean, maybe I'm late to the game in this, but that I've just tried even this last week and a half, I think it's been, rather than having screen time at like a specific 9 p.m. each night, looking at our schedule for the week and saying, okay, this is when Mick needs to concentrate on his schoolwork. So I'm going to make screen time from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. because that's when he needs to be doing his homework rather than making it like a blanketed, oh, it's in the evening from this time to this time. Because the reality is like we, we have our kids turn in their phones in the evening, so they're not on them typically at night anyway. Because I have them. But if you're out on the on the bus on the way home from a basketball game, having screen time on there would actually be kind of defeating the purpose of having a phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there have been times where, oh, screen time just hit. Now I have a three-hour bus ride. Hmm. <laughs> 
what's everybody else doing on the bus? They don't have screen time at that time. Oh, they're all on their phones. See, <laughs> see, when I was a kid, we didn't have cell phones when we were on the bus. We had to talk to each other. and. Well, we do. <laughs> <laughs> you just via text? <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's an interesting point, though, that I think maybe should be brought up, too, is keep in mind, like, cut your parents some slack here, too, because we have never done this before. And our parents never did it as far as parenting with phones. Because if you're old enough to be a parent, then the iPhone is a pretty new thing. And so everyone parenting a teen with a cell phone right now, like this is new territory. And we can't even look to previous examples of like, this is how my parents did this when I was a teen. And it was great or it was horrible or, you know, whatever. Usually we have an example that we can look to and we kind of understand the feelings of like, oh, I felt this way when my parents did this, where we have no context for that. So I think cutting some some grace or some slack on parents would be <laughs> would be appreciated. Yeah. Kind of all these tie into my fifth and final thing. When you are applying restrictions to your kid's phone, make sure you're doing it to help them, not just to restrict them. Mm. Kind of like the screen time. Having screen time when I'm trying to be productive is great. When I am needing to contact my parents is not so great. So make sure you're having a mindset of wanting to help your kid and not just restrict them to restrict them. And then definitely make sure your kid knows that as well. Sure. Have your parents ever put on any restrictions that you found to be helpful, Bailey? Yeah. So when we first got our phones, we had to put our phone in the kitchen Mm -hmm. when we went to bed so that we wouldn't be up on it all night. And that was really good because it built a habit in me that I don't go on my phone when it's time for bed. And now I bring my phone down with me and I put it by my bedside table because in the morning I use it for my morning routine and it's just handy to have it there. And like the other day we had a snow day and I got a message from my mom saying, hey, you can sleep in, you have a snow day. (laughs) That's the best kind of message. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I also had screen time and over time my parents realized that they could trust me and they turned that off. And so it's kind of up to like your child's choices and your parents how they can see that so it's important to like show your parents what you do and yeah 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 definitely there's not like a right answer that fits for everybody in every family it does really depend on maturity and past choices and trust and all those things so many factors so regarding trust and and freedom would it be better do you think for parents to have a lot of restrictions on the front end, like when somebody first gets their phone and is first kind of like, hey, I have a phone and and, and building those habits of how they're going to use it. Or would it be better to restrict once trust has already been broken and you know where things need to be reined in? I would say like a little bit of both. Because when I got my phone, we had a few restrictions and we tried it out and we saw the pros and cons of it and decided if we needed those. And then as we've gone along, my parents saw things that they could trust in us. And if we broke that trust, then we'd either have a conversation about it and make sure that it wasn't a misunderstanding 
or we got some restrictions and until we were able to prove that we were trustworthy with that, then we kept those restrictions and it wasn't a huge deal. It didn't change our life to a whole new level. Yeah. What do you think about that, Mick? I would say the better option would be to, when you give your child a phone, maybe start out more restrictive and then loosen up as time and trust goes up just to see how trustworthy your kid is and use that. Yes, like Bailey said, like if trust is broken and you need to pull back, pull back. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, you guys are full of wisdom. So thank you so much for being willing to share that with us. And hopefully this will at least spark a conversation between maybe you and your spouse or you and your kids or maybe just you and your friends as to how to go about parenting well with the use of phones. Because like I said, it is a tool and it can be used for really great things. And and that's our hope for you, that you would grow in your wisdom and your discernment and, and using all the tools that you have, your phone and, and everything else that you've been gifted with for great things and hopefully advancing the gospel. Well, thank you so much for listening to Running Deep. This is a podcast of Candeo Church. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs>